You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week 16 of the Wingfoot Locks. And I'm laughing right now because those of you who are watching us on YouTube or Facebook can see that Greg Coyle subtly just placed an Eagles cap on top of his head as we're beginning this. Obviously, the big matchups this week, including the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC East for all intents and purposes here. Uh, Greg, um, how are you feeling about your Eagles after last week? No comment. Let's go to the picks. All right. We have some Saturday games for you this week. This is awesome. The college football season is over. Three games on the Saturday slate, and all of them look to be either good or important games. The first one is the Houston Texans visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Houston laying three points on the road in this one, coming off a big win against the Tennessee Titans. All right, Greg, I'm listening. Why do you like the Texans this week? So first, I'm going to start by answering your first question, which with – it's better to win ugly than lose pretty. Uh, and then to segue to Houston, who you just reminded me that Tennessee was moving the ball on them all game, just couldn't put the points in. Uh, this is a win and you clinch type of situation for Houston. So I've got a very motivated team going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who uh, they think throw the ball, which allows for them to run a little bit. I don't think they're going to be able to do either. Houston doesn't have a particularly good um, defense against either, um, but no Godwin, no Evans, right? It, it's not, you know, it doesn't take a wizard. Everyone knows that. I think they adjusted the number a little bit, but it should probably be a little bit more since these aren't like the Eagles wide receivers that go out that weren't good anyway. This is Evans and Godwin. They're, they're pro ball type guys. So, um, you know, I just think that Houston can clinch. And I think really if, if O'Brien is doing a good job and doing his job, fingers crossed, he is telling these guys, boys, go out there. Let's get the division. We can give you guys some rest next week and we'll get ready for the first round of the playoffs. So, I have to imagine that uh, they're going to be able to do that. And that's why I'm going with Houston. And, and I, I liked Houston last week, right? They, they pulled off the W um, they've beaten teams like Patriots. They're a little bit of an up and down team, but I, I think they'll be able to grab this momentum. So that way they don't have to go up against the Titans again next week in order to get in there. I think they put themselves in a good situation uh, and they're going to send it home. The, our only reservation on this and the only reason why it's a, a, not a, our lock is I think we're in agreement here. It's 80% of the money's coming in on Tampa and they're, you know, they're a popular road favorite. Um, so that makes me a little bit, everyone knows about the injuries. That makes me a little bit cautious. Um, but I just don't see, but the over was way too high and it assumed that Tampa was going to put up their typical amount of points. That's been steamed down to just under 50 as well. Um, 
So I, I, I like Houston to take care of business, be able to rest some guys next week. All right. So we know that Jameis Winston has been Jekyll and Hyde this season. He leads the league in passing yards. He also leads the league in interceptions. Uh, I think he's been better of late, which has been the reason that the Tampa Bay Bucks have been better of late. However, we know that the weapons he had in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were unbelievable this season. Evans just going up and getting a lot of balls that he throws up there probably prevented Winston from having even more interceptions than he already does on the year. So I think obviously we didn't have Evans going into last game. They still put up big numbers against a Detroit team that really, let's be honest, had nothing to play for in there other than pride. And they actually made a game of it coming back. That game was a little more interesting than the final score. Let's not forget. They jumped out to a a big lead. Tampa Bay did, but uh, Detroit got it down to a one score game before David Blau threw a pick six, which really kind of put the game away. I think Tampa Bay scored on their next possession too, which, which made it seem really lopsided in the end. I don't think that the Texans are going to do that because they have too much on the line. I think now that you throw in the Godwin injury who did play for a a little bit of that game against the lions and it just becomes too much to overcome for Tampa. And one other nugget I'm going to throw in here, Greg, do you know the last time that Deshaun Watson played down in Tampa? Oh, was it championship game? It was the national championship game where he led Clemson to defeat Alabama. So nice. He's a little bit familiar with playing down there, which is a nice little nugget. And now if he can go down there and clinch the division, wouldn't that be a great storyline? I think that the, the Texans stole one last week uh, from the Titans. And I, I think that they can, wrap up the division this week and they're not going to let that slip away the opportunity. Cause otherwise they got to play Tennessee again next week and they don't want it coming down to that. Nope. All right. So with that, yes, again, it is a road dog, uh, excuse me, a road favorite. So it won't be our lock for this one. Uh, but we do like the Houston Texans laying the three points over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The next game on the Saturday slate is the Buffalo Bills heading to New England, who is just one win away from wrapping up the AFC East title for the 11th consecutive year, I believe. Buffalo and New England played tight earlier this year in Buffalo, 16-10 the final score. Bills coming off their win over the Pittsburgh Steelers to clinch a playoff spot. New England coming off their win against the hapless Cincinnati Bengals, where they look like they did earlier in the year. Six and a half or six points, depending on where you're at right now, is the number in this one. Uh, Greg is going with a little bit of a tasty teaser in this one. Tell me what we're going with, Greg, and why. Yeah, so uh, and and full disclosure, I'm not one of the people that are panicking about the uh, Patriots. I'm really looking forward to watching this game. It, it feels like it's going to be one of those kind of knockdown, drag out, more of a uh, more of like a Steelers Ravens type of uh, you, you know smash up type. That's of game. a good comparison. Um, yeah, but I want to I want to tack on uh, I'm going to get it to 13 and a half. So I'm seeing it at uh, six and a half. And then I want to go um, 
I want to go under, um, which I would be able to get it up. I'm seeing it at 37, which means I'll get it at 43 and a half. So basically, what was the fr- score of the first game? 16-10 with a uh, punt block or punt return touchdown in the first game. Uh, you see the way that Buffalo is playing these type of games, just like last week, 17-10, right? It's not uncommon. Um, you know, Allen's best offense is hitting John Brown down the field, which uh, the Patriots have pretty good cornerbacks uh, there. They should be able to blanket that. So that means a lot of Josh Allen running out of the backfield, a lot of Singletary running out of the backfield. The Patriots, when it gets this late in the game, what if Michelle have 19 rushes last week for about 95 yards, right? I think you're just going to see a lot of that type of football uh, and that's going to keep things under. Uh, and then I, I really like the, you know, I, the reason why I go with a tease on here is I think back to a couple weeks ago when Buffalo played that real tight game against uh, Baltimore, right? And they, they kept it within, I think it was a seven point loss, right? If yep. you got it at seven, you, you pushed there. Uh, but I, I need to get over that seven point threshold in order to, to play the Bills. So that's why I want to tease it up. So you, and just to clarify one more time, so you said you have it at six and a half right now. You're gonna buy it up to what? It'll be thirteen and a half. So I'll do thirteen. So you're doing a seven point tease. You're gonna lay a little extra juice. Yep. And then so you'll have it forty four uh, under forty four on yes. the over under. Yeah. And that piece, whether it's forty three and a half or forty four, they're they, you know forty four is a loser, but both. So that that piece doesn't matter. So it's all gonna be about the thirteen and a half. Right. Absolutely. So there's a couple of things in here that that we look at. Um, You know, I'm somebody who has been saying throughout the season that when the Patriots step up their level in competition, they they haven't looked as good. Um, I think that they have really dominated some very bad teams this season. And we saw that again last week in Cincinnati. You know, I thought it was a really good win. And I really like that they put the ball in Josh Allen's hands for the game winning touchdown uh, against Pittsburgh because they were doing everything not to get him to throw the ball uh, against Pittsburgh. And when you think about the fact that he had, I believe it was three turnovers uh, against the Patriots in the first game. And let's not forget, he got knocked out of that game. I think Matt Barkley came in and threw an interception as well. Uh, Uh, So they had four turnovers. The Patriots won the turnover battle by three. I think it was four to one in that game in Buffalo and ended up winning just by six. Now going into that game, they were, they were a touchdown favorite as well. I think Greg in, in that one, maybe six and a half or seven points. So this is, this feels like that they should be more of a favorite here uh, at home, if you think that's kind of true of uh, to where they are, because how much of these teams changed since then, but they're not. So I, I think the fact that you're you're probably if you're just looking at line value, you might be able to make an argument that you're getting a good line value here uh, on this. But you're right with the Patriots playing the way they are a pick six, uh, a blocked punt. Um, you know, I'm one of those people who says you can't count on that in a game, but God damn it with what the Patriots have done. I feel like you start to, you can count on it a little bit with them. Um, and I, I think that this game could come down to something like that being the difference. I agree with you that it's going to be a, a knockdown drag out. I think it's going to be three points either way. And I'm probably going to lean new England. We know about their home winning streak, which came to an end, uh, earlier this season against the chiefs. How about this? The Buffalo Bills have never won a game against uh, the Patriots that Tom Brady has started and finished. Uh, 
0-15 against him. They had one win uh, in 2014, but he, Brady only played the first half uh, in that so, one. So so you're telling me that I should tease this down to uh, pick him for the Patriots? Uh, no, because I don't think Tom Brady is the same Tom Brady. So I'm with you on this. If you're going to go, I, like I said, I think this is going to be a three-point game either way. Uh, and so I, I think that you got to take the points in this one. I actually am uh, leaning toward Buffalo just plus the six and a half. Uh, yep. Again, that six and a half number is just such a bad number, and you gave all the reasons why the tease. Um, so I, I'm with you on this side. I, I can't see this game going over. I can't because I can't see either of these teams scoring over 20 points. Um, that would be just shocking to me unless Josh Allen just comes out and throws, you know, six picks. And if anything is going to happen, I think Buffalo is going to come out on a lopsided game in this one. Um, cause they have a, a lot of momentum and, and they've been playing with some swagger this season. So I'm going to stay away from the tease. I think I'll just go with, uh, Buffalo and I probably end up taking the under both of them straight up. Um, but if you if you need the points because you're uncomfortable with the uh, six and a half versus seven, that's a good reason there. All right. We're going to jump ahead to Sunday. There are a lot of bad teams who look like they're in good spots uh, for this one. And one thing as we head into the final two weeks of the season to think about is favorites who are going to win the game outright, but not necessarily cover. And I think we're going to start to see a lot of that this week as we head into the final two weeks of the season, because Either they want to go and they have a be healthy going into the big matchup next week if they're playing a bad team this week. So they just want to get a win, just want to get out of dodge. And you have another situation in the last week of the season where if they're going into the playoffs, they just want to win proceeding, but it's more important that they don't get injured. Right. If you're not playing for one of those buys, you're playing like a three versus a four or a five versus a six. Um, so those are two things to keep in mind when you're looking at this here, but we're going to start with a, uh, a game where it doesn't really matter for any of that for these two teams. Cause they don't have to worry about the playoffs. We're talking about the Atlanta Falcons coming off that big win against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they are laying seven and a half points at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars who pulled off uh, an upset against the Oakland Raiders in the final game in Oakland here. Um, Greg, you have been, pretty pleased with the football the Falcons have been playing over the last few weeks. Why? Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the the games that they're, they're playing. I think we, we talked about beforehand that you would think that after winning um, after double digit win as a double digit dog uh, coming back, there's going to be a letdown situation, but the Jags just did the same thing. They went out West. They won a game that they shouldn't win. They came back home now they got to go up to atlanta so situationally i'm not scared away by that and i think it's four and two um since dan quinn stopped calling um all the plays and he started delegating and letting other people do their jobs and the team's really <laughs> the teams really responded to it so um you know, I think what's it what's it been? The Saints, uh, the Niners, Carolina, a couple of times. Those don't look as good anymore, but they they've just been playing really solid football. And for a team that was supposed to have eight wins at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> they faced a little bit of uh, injury adversity, and I think now they're kind of you know showing up to to be the the type of nine and seven type uh, performance team that that you would expect to have. And I think the the unknown here is, you know, how how happy 
uh, and celebratory is this Jags team going to be with Tom Coughlin getting fired? Obviously, you know, he didn't get along with the players very well. The issue being they don't have a strong coach in there that um, could really rally the team as well. So I just don't like the Jags to put up back-to-back wins um, at this point in the year. And and Atlanta can definitely, um, you know, run it up at home on the turf. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the injuries that was big for them uh, coming back was one of their offensive linemen. I think he was a rookie who had gotten hurt earlier in the season. I'm trying to find here, Greg, and I can't seem to find it. Maybe you can look it up for me while I drop uh, some tidbits here. But uh, DJ Chark, is he playing in this game or what's his injury status? Um, If you could look that up while I drop it on this. So um, the Atlanta Falcons, right, have been a, a team that was challenged. And Arthur Blank said, I'm going to judge your coach's future based on how you play this game against the saints. And they ended up coming out and winning that game and really just demolishing the saints last week. I was on the Falcons. I didn't think they would win the game outright, but there was a little bit of a caveat in there. The 49ers had a lot of injuries on defense and they were able to take advantage of that to put on to up some decent numbers. That being said, you can't discount even those wins against Carolina. They were handy wins. They were, they were, they were cigar games. If you were on the, on the Falcons, I think one of them, they won 40 to 20 and that 20 was just some late garbage time scoring. And then the other one, they beat them on the road by, I think three touchdowns. Uh, so really good wins. And against uh, a, a team that was at the time, at least for the first game, still yeah, in the playoff sure. hunt. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So uh, again, the Coughlin thing, you're right. How he, how he's going to go uh, is going to be interesting. But I think the other thing is that we're start, starting to see a lot of um, a, a lot of Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley and even uh, Austin Hooper really come into form late in the season here with the the Falcons. So um, I know it's a lot to lay seven and a half with an Atlanta Falcons team, but I just think that you're catching the Jaguars in a really good spot here. And I just have been really impressed by the football that the Falcons have been playing. So I'm okay laying that number. Uh, Greg, how about, how about shark for this one? Uh, ankle questionable. Uh, so right. that's we'll have to continue to take a look at that. Um, and what, what you mentioned before, uh, that, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, if you are uncomfortable going all the way through seven to seven and a half, one of the things that we mentioned, we, we've got another, uh, piece that we're going to give out. You can pull it down to a, to a half point, um, and, and tack it on with a, another squad that we're going to talk about later. A two-time tasty teaser. Mm-hmm. All right, so why don't we jump ahead to that game? The next game we're looking at is the New Orleans Saints laying two and a half points on the road against the aforementioned Tennessee Titans here. Um, you know, the Saints coming off quite a game on Monday night, and, and that's a big reason on on why you like this particular game, Greg, right? So and and that's the, the it's just a real tough spot, right? Uh, because you know you got all the touchdown passes going on. Everyone you know congratulating Drew Brees, and that's obviously a big win. 
after that big 49ers game, right? So they're putting up those those situations. And what I, what I was looking at beforehand is I thought the Titans were going to be dead ducks if Houston wins on Saturday and clinches the division, but they won't be because they they still have the inside track of the wild card if Pittsburgh slips up at all. So and and since Joe, you're kind of leaning with the Jets this week. Ah. I think I think it's going to, sorry, I, I, I kind of put that out there, but you know, it, it, it's it, called the tease, Greg, you have to tease them in the business. If, if indeed they're going to keep it close, right. It's not like they're going to look up at the scoreboard that the, the Steelers aren't going to boat race anyone, right. It's not going to be 21, nothing um, with duck Hodges out there. Right. So I don't think you'll have that factored in, and I think you'll still get that, that good, effort that they've been getting out of the team out there that have been running Henry well. Tannehill has been really good. Um, you know, do I think they're going to drop 30-plus points? No, I do think it's going to be a little bit more ground control now that uh, that Breeze has got the record and everything like that. So it's going to be, you know, just a lot more uh, Henry with the run game, Kamara, Murray, um yeah, lean lean towards the under in this situation, which is kind of tough because Tennessee has been playing in some higher um, type games. But I lean towards the under because I think there's going to be a lot of running. And and if it and if it's a street fight, uh, I I want Tennessee, and that's the type of game I think it's going to be. Yeah, and as you mentioned, just Tennessee, so much more to play for. I love this spot for them. This is just a fantastic spot because they're getting two and a half points. They are a home dog here playing against a team that could not have looked better than they did on national television. And the Saints still have something to play for in the in terms of the number one overall seed as we head into the playoffs. So I, I, I think that that is something <sighs> worth mentioning here. But Tennessee, again, in that game against Houston, I think five of their eight first eight drives in the first half of that game, they drove the ball 70 yards or more. They had scoring opportunities, at least on five of their first eight drives and came away with zero points. Ryan Tannehill had an interception that bounced off of his receiver, was knocked out of his receiver's hands by a Texans defender. Uh, inside the red zone. They were, I think, on the five-yard line, and it bounced into another uh, Texans defender's hands who returns it and sets up a touchdown for Houston. They go in down 14 nothing. You know, that's one of those that I feel like it, uh, in a boxing match, they say, oh, if it went 13 rounds, that would have been a different fight. I think if we went 13 rounds, if we went, you know, another two minutes in that game, I think it might have been uh, a different game between the the titans and and the texans so you're getting a time that public perception is a little bit down on the titans as well and it's just uh, uh an unbelievable spot from from that sense here and let's not forget that the saints offense has struggled at times this season they haven't looked and and granted you know i'm talking about even since drew Brees has come back they haven't been as sharp as as they are that defense has really stepped up their game and and it really is a balanced team right now and that's why i i'm i'm inclined to lean with you on the other but i will take the texas uh the tight titans in this one tighten up plus the two and a half points all right you already mentioned can, go ahead greg you want to yeah, add that can, that can be your back end of the uh atlanta falcons uh Seven point tease Falcons down to a half point and then uh, Tennessee up to nine and a half. So I really like that weather as well. It might be uh, slippery, rainy conditions. I took a look at that. 
Um, so pay a little bit more close attention. I think that helps with the potential lean under as well. Um, but I just like all those things, right? If, if Breeze, who we kind of like fading on the road anyway, if he's not, you know, completing every single one of his passes, which is ridiculous, uh, that won't happen again. So. Yeah. One thing I want you to mention too, Greg, why are these two numbers such good numbers for a tease when we're looking at uh, the Falcons minus seven and a half and then the uh, Titans plus two and a half? Why are those such good tease numbers? Yeah, so it gets each each one of them gets us through key numbers, right? So everything just just like we're kicking ourselves now because I'm sure we both looked at the Titans game when it came out plus three and we liked it. We liked it because it was three. Uh, we still like it, but not as much now that it's two and a half and we might have to pay a premium to get up to three. So same reason why I don't like Buffalo because it's six and a half and not seven. If we get to go through uh, and go through seven and I get nine and a half with the Titans. And then I get to go down and it goes through three with the Falcons. Uh, it's mitigating a good amount of risk for me since those are the most common numbers that that game's going to land on. Yeah. So three and seven, those key numbers, if you can tease up or down through both of those numbers, Definitely a big advantage uh, on the teasers. Now, don't do it just because those are the numbers. But if you like those teams anyway, then those are a good. That's a good spot to play uh, a tease for sure. All and right. If, with that, if, go ahead. if I can, if I can interject, right? So uh, Philadelphia, for example, is at two or two and a half, right? I'm not including them in a damn thing <laughs> uh, that I would tease because I think it's either going to be. Cowboys blowout or Eagles small margin of victory, right? So it, it makes no sense if that's your read on the game. Uh, not that I know that that's going to happen. I just, I think those are going to be your two solutions. All right. All right. And Greg alluded to our next game here, the Pittsburgh Steelers laying three points as they head to MetLife to take on the Jets. Steelers are coming off uh, that game against Buffalo, which we talked uh, about a little bit, really a knockdown, drag them out uh, type of game. And then the Jets, well, they're coming off a little extra rest, but a blowout against uh, the Ravens in a loss, 42-21. Now, look, I watched that game, Greg, against the uh, against the Ravens, and I watched it pretty closely. The Jets didn't look as bad as that final score indicated. They moved the ball uh against that Ravens defense. And they actually had some stops. The game got out of hand. Um, there was a 17 point line to begin with. And it, again, the final score, it really was never in doubt. And, and don't get me wrong. They got beat up pretty bad, but when you looked at how that game started, they were in it. They weren't afraid. Right. And I think that there were a couple key plays where they just looked a little tight. Jamison Crowder on one of the first drives had caught, had it was wide open, dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone. And then on the very next play made an absolutely ridiculous catch on fourth down. I believe it was uh, that they, that, that really he shouldn't have caught, but he made up for it. There were a couple fourth downs uh, that they went for that they might not have otherwise gone for. This team is playing with nothing to lose, and I kind of like that uh, from the Jets' side. The other thing is, as you mentioned, Duck Hodges has proven he is not going to blow anyone out. That offense struggles to move the ball regardless of who they're really playing against. Um, if you look at it, let's go look at their last um, – 
I guess, five games, or three games, three or four games. What's he been in there for, Greg, right now? Pardon? Hodges. He's been in there since they decided to go with him in the game against the Bengals, I believe it was. I think it's three games. Okay, three games that he started, four games that he's played in. They scored 16 points against the Bengals, right? They scored 20 points against the Browns. Uh, they scored 23 points against the Cardinals, one of which was an absolutely ridiculous punt return uh, in there. And then they scored 10 points against the Bills. So all of these games have been very close because that offense struggles to move the ball. Now, I know that Pittsburgh's defense is really, really good. And the Jets have the Bills next week to wrap up the season. But I think that this is a little bit Maybe not that Super Bowl, but this is a huge game for the Jets because for two reasons. One, Le'Veon Bell is playing against his former team. We all know that people are going to be all those Steelers fans that are going to travel to MetLife Stadium to watch this game. Wouldn't it be surprised if there are more Steelers fans there than Jets fans? But they are all going to be booing Le'Veon Bell for holding out and deciding to walk. Second thing is Heinz Ward is also a coach on the New York Jets. He's talking today at practice saying, I want them to shower me in Gatorade if we win this game. Our guys got to play tough for me. So it's his Super Bowl. We know that. And I think that a little bit after that, that tough game against uh, the Bills, that this is a little bit of a letdown spot for the Steelers. And I think that the Jets keep this one close enough. I think I, I think it's going to be a one-point game where the Jets win out right here. That line shouldn't be three. I think it should be more when we're just looking at these teams. Uh, and so I'm going to go. I'll take the three points with the Jets at home. Greg? You've got the better feel on the, uh, the Jets situation. Uh, but did I convince you to come to the New York Jets side? Because I know before we were talking about this, this was not something on your radar. Did I? I am not convinced of said revenge uh, situation here. You know my feeling on running backs. I I don't care. I don't care what they do. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not paying them. I'll take a second and third string running back and I'll just put them in, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't mind. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not on it, but I don't mind betting against Duck Hodges on the road in, in a hostile situation. So... I do think you get a little bit of, you know, motivation from the team. Uh, and I didn't even know Heinz Ward was was a coach here. So is is he the head coach or what's 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 he? Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward is not the head coach. Adam Gaze is the head coach. Uh, he's he's an offensive did, assistant. Did, did we remove Adam Gaze from this equation at any point? Uh, no. No. What, 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 wouldn't that be ridiculous? It, you, you upset the Steelers to disrupt their playoff chances and instead of Gatorade bathing the head coach you go to the coach's assistant like ugh it's going to happen if they win this game they will so kinds ward in a Gatorade bath i have no doubt no doubt that that would happen all right well don't be dispirited but i'm not in all right all right all right we'll see so i'll just be the one enjoying the w and you're gonna say oh, i should i should have come on with you on that one but with that being said this is the one that everyone needs to be on because it is time for our wing foot lock of the week all right chris portente not here to de deliver the wing foot lock he won't be with us for the rest of the season uh said something about he had bad juice uh i i don't, I don't know what was going on there 
Um, so while we will miss him, we will continue on with the tradition of the wing foot lock. And that will be our favorite pick of the week. And this week, the consensus pick comes in the game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, either nine and a half or uh, plus 10 out there depend. They're either plus nine and a half or plus 10, depending on where you're looking, you might have to lay some extra juice for the plus 10. And they are coming off that big win against the Browns where Kenyon Drake went absolutely nuts where the Seattle Seahawks are coming off a win against the Carolina Panthers. So Greg, I will let you do the honors and tell the fans which way we're going in this one. Yeah, we were we were looking up injuries before uh, going into this game. Apparently, uh, Bobby Wagner has one, but he's ignoring it, and so does about <laughs> five other players on the defense there. Uh, but they're not as tough as Wagner, so uh, they play. So yeah, a lot, lot of lot of hamstrings, right? So that's where even if they do suit up, you know, Quadre Diggs. Uh, Clowney, Wagner, uh, you know, because we know that Wagner left that game. So, you you know, you, you saw Carolina. What was the score? It was something. 30 to 24. Yeah, but it was it was a lot to a lot less. I think <laughs> a lot to, to a lot less. Yeah. yeah, I think it was 30 to 10. And, and they left the back door open with a, you know, we'll call it subpar offense. Right. So if, if Carolina can tack on a couple of touchdowns there at the end of the game, Arizona has been walking through the back door all season um, and covered against the, I think it was Baltimore, right. They've been playing a lot better against um, the 49ers. And that's, that's one of those other things they've been playing pretty well, but finding ways to lose games. Um, so we, we would like Arizona because of that, but, but primarily it's the injuries, the fact that Seattle's going to have the 49ers game the following week, right? So get a little bit of a lead, start running out the clock, um, you know, just make sure you don't lose um, outright and they'll be fine by that. So um, we think the back door is going to be very wide open. Hopefully Arizona shows up and just, you know, gets a lead of their own and, and uh, Seattle's got to come back. But one Primary thing too, Seattle's been playing better on the road this year. It's been it's been pretty weird, um, and this I can't explain. I don't I don't know what happened fundamentally, um, but no longer are the days that we don't pick against Seattle at home. They're not world beaters at home. They're a good team that's gotten fairly lucky this year with wins, but they haven't blown anyone out. Absolutely. I mean, look, you said it. That was the reason when we were watching the game and leading up to the game uh, with the 49ers last week and uh, the Atlanta Falcons, there were just too many injuries on that 49ers defense that I thought they would be able to stay in it. Yeah, I know. I see what you're putting on there as we, as we come to the end of the podcast. What, uh, just the, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for the, uh, the birds, the Cardinals. Oh, oh, I see. Is that what he got the wrong hat there? That's a that's a Kelly Green. Uh, you know, you, you, you should you should have uh, rebuted that because, uh, and I don't know if rebute is a, a word, but rebute are also are also a uh, type of bird. But there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, the birds can't lose in this one. <laughs> Um, it's like Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. So, I, I mean, look, you, you, you said all the things about the injuries. I think that's, that's a, a big thing. Even if they are going, they're not going to be a hundred percent. I think that this defense hasn't looked the same since Jadavion Clowney. 
uh, went down for them. They've been a little bit different. And then, of course, again, uh, just to review the fact that they are playing the San Francisco 49ers next week, uh, which is going to be for the division either way. Um, so definitely, I think the back door is open. They're going to look to get a, uh, get a win and get out of Dodge. So with that being said, our reviewer picks one more time for us on Saturday. Don't forget Saturday, Houston Texans were laying three points as they head to Tampa Bay to take on the bucks. I'm on the bills plus six and a half. Greg is going to do a teaser taking the bills to 13 and a half, a seven point T is going to pay a little extra on the juice and go under the total of 44 on Sunday. We are going to lay the points with the Falcons at seven and a half as they host the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you're not crazy about the points, love lumping it in a tease with the Tennessee Titans, getting them plus eight and a half. I like the Titans outright as well. Think it's a great spot. Greg is on board with that. I'm on my own plane. I got a private plane that is the New York Jets taking them plus three uh, wheels up. That's how I ride. And that will be my theme after this week when they blow out Pittsburgh. And of course, our wing foot lock of the week. Take the Arizona Cardinals plus 10 points. Look, if you got to go minus 120, take it. It's going to be worth it because you it's it's much a much better number. The key numbers are always good to have big weekend for key numbers, big weekend for key numbers. So plenty of winners this week. We're going to go and take it in to the fun. We're going to bring the season in for a smooth landing here. Week 16 and 17 for Greg Hoyle. Joe Masiri and RIP CP for Chris Portente. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Wingfoot Locks. Talk to you next week, everybody.